0: Can't really
1: Hello and welcome to the SBNY Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy and I am your host. The Sports Blog New York Podcast is on iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, as well as Google Play. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcast, or Google Play. And we appreciate every single listener. And one thing I do want to mention again is those reviews and ratings and subscribing because it really does mean a lot to us when we see those listeners showing up, appreciating what we do because we really appreciate doing this, have a lot of fun creating this podcast week in and week out. We've had some funky weeks. You know, we had Mother's Day. We had Memorial Day weekend this past weekend. So our schedule's been a little off, but you can expect if you become a subscriber, a show every single Monday and then one later in the week, either Wednesday or Thursday depending on, you know, the flow of the news and availability, is what it comes down to. But hopefully you enjoy what we do here at Sports Blog New York. And don't forget to go to sportsblognewyork.com, click on the podcast tab. Any of those articles will help you find uh, where you need to go. And also to check out some of the new articles our writers have been working on. Uh, They're always coming out with some great stuff. And we're going to mention some of the views of our writers later on in this podcast when we get into certain topics. And what's on the bill for today is, of course... How can we not talk about the NBA Finals, which is not around the corner anymore? It has made it. It is here. Thursday night, the first game of the NBA Finals, Warriors versus Cavs, round three. Some people are pissed. Some people are excited. But I'm at the point. Bear down and enjoy the ride. Because no matter how you look at this whole season, we made it to the end. And this end can be epic. But we're going to get more into that. And as. Other news came out, if you want to call it news. Tom Seaver had some comments about not Noah Syndergaard specifically, but kind of about him specifically, and we're going to talk about that and what he said about the most important parts of pitching and how to prepare your body to have long-sustained success. So we'll talk about his comments and what that means around the league of baseball, not just in regards to the Mets, uh, because it's a pretty interesting topic. And we'll get into some other other things as well, little Mets and Yankees catch-up, with how they did over their Memorial Day weekend. Uh, but f- before all that, how about we catch up with ourselves? I'm Peter Kennedy. I'm your host. But I have my co-host here with me tonight, co-founder of SportsBlogNewYork.com, Phil DeMeo, How you doing? I thought you
0: forgot about me for a second. You went on a little tangent there.
1: I know. I had to, I had to get some, uh, some housekeeping. I had to call out, you know, tell our subscribers to continue to subscribe. Of course. Get some more people to subscribe. Everybody leave a little rating and review. Because it... Right now, we didn't have the Sunday Scaries this week. We got the Monday Scaries
0: yesterday. I could hear it in your voice, too, but it was a long weekend. It was a long weekend. But not
1: as long as Tiger Woods, though. That is true. And that's what I meant to wish, also. I hope everyone had safe travels this Memorial Day weekend, no matter where you may have been. Because not all of us had safe travels. Ain't that right?
0: Isn't it crazy that like, we probably make, like, we make under fifty grand, and Tiger Woods is like $200 million probably in his bank account. And he just can't call an Uber no. or a taxi cab. Like it's crazy. I used Uber all weekend. All I'm, weekend. I'm proud of myself. Uber at your feet. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's no reason why anybody, by any means, especially if that much money to get behind the wheel of a car if you just can't do it. It's stupid for your own safety, other people's safety, and a person like that is better for your look.
1: I agree. And you know what bothers me a little bit is that this story took over Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. So I woke up the, on Monday morning, Memorial Day. And I see on my phone Tiger Woods DUI. I'm gonna go. Oh, here we go. This is what we're gonna hear about all day today, whether you like it or not. Every station's gonna talk about it, and it's sad because Memorial Day is a day full of baseball. First off, all the baseball teams are playing. It's a day obviously celebrating our veterans and all the great things that Memorial Day is meant for. Other than you know going down the shore, going to bars and clubs, having a good time, is to celebrate people in our country, people who protect and serve. All that, and we have a story like this that comes in dampers everyone's mood, makes people upset, makes them annoyed, and they just crap on Tiger Woods' life. This guy's been through a lot, and now he has a DUI. We all feel bad or don't care or don't have an excuse for him. At that point, all right, the guy got a DUI. Let it be. He's clearly not in the right place. The guy might need help. He might be an alcoholic. I don't know for sure. I'm just using judgment and deductive reasoning here. He might be an alcoholic. He might have real like mental issues at this point. This guy needs help. He doesn't need to be... A meme for Memorial Day. He doesn't need to be the talking point of every show, really
0: ripping this guy down. I think at this point, everyone's like, oh, I want to see Tiger do well, I want to see Tiger come back. At this point, you know, I might just say, hey, he's a piece of shit. Like, just straight out, like, as all happened with his wife and now this, just kind of story after story, you can't get a game back together. Maybe just, like, you know, leave it behind. Tigers will never be back. Enjoy it while we did in the 2000s, but. Hey, people want to root for him because it's nostalgia. Like, oh, the tiger's back, you know, good for us. But reality is, he's not the same guy anymore. On and off the course. It's true. It's, and hard. It, it, it's hard. It's a, I mean you say the, feel bad people feel bad. I don't think anybody feels bad anymore.
1: some people, happy. you know, you'll hear people say they feel bad. You'll hear people say, I don't care, this guy's a piece of crap, right? At this at that point, everybody knows he has issues. Can we does it have to be in everyone's face? Well, Granted, be, yeah. his mugshot. Is hilarious, but, you know, I don't need to see it a thousand times today. Did you see our tweet about the Photoshop? Are you talking about our Twitter? Yeah. Our Twitter, which is at SportblogNYC? Yes. That
0: everyone should go check out and make sure they follow? Right. Apparently ESPN uh, Photoshopped his hair to make him look, I guess, semi-decent. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And if you don't know what we are talking about, go to a Twitter. Go to at SportblogNYC. We have a little side-by-side there of what ESPN may have done. We don't know specifically how they handle their uh, digital department, if you will. But two different images of Tiger Woods as breaking news DUI. He looks fucked up. <laughs> oh man, it's been you. well let's move on from this because I think if we talk about it too more, too much more, it kind of goes away from my point. <laughs> yeah. Next, next topic. So let's go next topic. But before we go into the NBA finals and we go to uh, some baseball talk, little Mets Yankees,
0: little Tom Seaver. How was your weekend? You have a good time. Um, I feel a little unwell now, but you know, get back in the horse. Tomorrow's work, so get back to work. That's right.
1: We didn't have the Sunday scares; we had the Monday scares no. this week. I didn't
0: feel like if you listen in New York, the forecast was supposed to be not too well. No, it was supposed to be a little rainy, but kind of the rain kind of, kind of just it, it kind of skipped us to so like Sunday night, which is fine. It's, today it rained, but like if we got everybody else our each today. Really didn't matter. You weren't doing anything anyway. You just. Today's a nice recovery day. Exactly. I caught up at House of Cards. Nice. I'm rewatching it. I think mean, season five goes out tomorrow, so I'm hoping when you get when you go home, I beg on my next two episodes I'll be done with. <laughs> I, the thing with Netflix is, um, y'all, it's a 12 o'clock release because they come out the 30th, but really it's like 3 a.m. because they count they want the West Coast to do it. Right. So I'm not gonna sit 3 a.m. to watch season five. Of tomorrow morning, i will be watching House of Cards. You started off. I like that. I do want to
1: say this. My proudest moments of the weekend. Or that I made it down to the Jersey Shore,
0: and back to the New York, no traffic. Yeah, me either. I left. I left, um, Thursday night. Didn't get much traffic there. Yeah. When I left this morning. Uh, didn't get any traffic on the 440. I some guy hit a pole, but looked, like, it just happened. Oh damn! So, so there' don't scur- no, no traffic. Me yeah, yeah. Well, for those of you listening
1: who say, "Why the hell are these people talking about getting down with no traffic?" Well, if you're not from New York or New Jersey, you may not be familiar with. The Garden State Parkway. It can be a nightmare at times, especially on a weekend like this.
0: So if you go so, going from South Island to Brooklyn, you got in the 440 to get out to the Outer Bridge, it goes like, go six days of traffic, goes to two days of traffic and it's, it's a mess. It's, it's bad nightmare. news bears. Yeah. So that's
1: why I'm damn proud that I made it with no traffic. And I have one more story from my, my Memorial Day weekend down in Jersey. I get to a bar and it's really, really crowded. Finally make a spot. I get to post up at the bar, order a drink, hanging out. It's Very gold. happy. It's gold. I look up. The Mets are on. It's the bottom of the ninth, and they're winning. I'm like, all right, this is sweet. I'm going to just got here, post it up. I'm watching the Mets. Little by little, do I, what do I say? The Mets, blown save in the bottom of the ninth against the Pirates, and they lose in 10. Well, at
0: least you were easily accessible to some alcohol. <laughs> uh, so you must have ordered a drink or two after that. That's
1: damn right. <laughs> I saw them blow the lead, and then not even 10 minutes later, I saw them lose the game. It was... Uh, it was sad. But thankfully, I had things to
0: occupy me yeah. in the meantime. At my house I'm at, we don't have cable yet. So I missed Judges Grand Slam Live. I saw it on Twitter. And today, I watched, actually watched the game today. I got home early enough. But Dylan is really good. And the Orioles, they're built. For, they have a great lineup. Probably the top five lineup in baseball. The back of the bullpen is really, really good. And just the weakness, it's basically, the trend is you, you can't start a pitch. You're not going to be as dominant as you should be. Right. I think the Orioles are like class A. That. They're, they're a very good team, but... Yankees are because a great pitcher, but they have a little better pitcher than the Orioles. That's true. And we're
1: going to get into the Mets and Yankees in a little while. But before we do that, go hard with that, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. Uh, but Let's I will go. mention right before we get into NBA Finals, Aaron Judge, man, keeping it up. Keep crushing balls. Now he's going oppo. When you see this man, his one weakness seemed to be the low and away pitch. And now he's staying true through, through his swing. All he's trying to do is poke that thing to right field, and he's so strong. He'll hit it out like you saw this
0: will be leading seventeen more months. and unfortunately, I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh yes, Mike Trout and deal for the first time in his career. Uh, he's at UCL in his thumb. Um, yeah, it's funny. I'm shout out my fr- my best friend Tom Doyle. He has he had a fantasy baseball fantasy sports curse. He had your Call Stanton last year. He had, um he traded for AJ Green one this season. Got hurt the next like two minutes into the game. Oh man, he had Jose Fernandez last year. So. Oh, it, was, it was beyond injury with him. Oh man! And now uh, he had first pick this year in our draft, and everyone knew Mike Trout was gonna hurt. And here we are, a Week weekend, Mike Shout. Uh, he was having maybe.
1: he was having possibly his best season of his career, which is scary because he's had amazing seasons.
0: I gave a hot take. Yeah, does Aaron Judge now get the AL vote getter for All Star game? You think he's gonna be the leading AL vote getter? He could be. Woo. Who's more popular than him right now? Woo.
1: Well, we're, yeah, we're a little biased. I, don't I, am, know. I am. I know. I'm in New saying, York.
0: I'm just going through like the whole lineup, but like Judge has the name recognition now. Yeah, Trout's out of the picture. True. So he, like that means now Aaron. It Judge... means nothing in the grand scheme. they just cool. something. absolutely. But th- with
1: Trout being out now, Aaron Judge is the active leader in wins above replacement in the AL. So that maybe he deserves I mean, that.
0: He's a are there. he has a nickname. He has his old chambers in Nikki Stadium, which I'm a big fan of. But you know, he has the marketability. Hey, he, he that's he, he interesting stuff. Guy. So, so let's,
1: let's, let's let's cut this topic off for now. I think it's really interesting. Uh, but You, on Twitter, the listener, please, tell us what you think. If you think Aaron Judge is worthy of being the lead all-star vote-getter, hit us up on Twitter, at SportblogNYC. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Sportsblog New York Podcast, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play app. But let's move on to the NBA Finals. So it's finally here, right? We're starting off on Thursday. Game 1, the third time in a row. Now, last year, the day, or two days before the Finals, we did a podcast, and I said... NBA Finals preview and the state of the NBA. I was thinking the other day, I think we should make that a tradition and do the state of the NBA talk every year, not before the finals, after the finals. Take it all into account and then hammer home what we think is the state
0: of the NBA. So we're going to get into that. The good thing once... about the NBA is that the draft is kind of right after the finals. Very true. And I felt like kind of a wait a little bit. Yeah. I kind of like I was like the next week, I think. It's very close that after that. Game 7 could be like April like I know the Drifts do 27th. And then 22nd. 22nd. And then, I don't know it's June 1st. So if it was seven games, it's going to be very close, which is fun. Yeah. So I think I'm going to make a point here. I, wanna tell, I
1: want you to tell me what you think about this. Whether people want the Golden State Warriors to win or they want the Cleveland Cavaliers to win,
0: mm-hmm.
1: everybody wants six or seven games. 100%. 100%. If it weren't to go six or, or seven. Or
0: at least four or five very close games.
1: Fair. No blowouts. If it wasn't going to go 6 or 7, who do you think has the advantage? Like who? If there was going to be a short series, what team do you think is on the better side of the short series?
0: I think you have to go to the Warriors, don't like you?
1: That. Don't you have to yeah, go to the Warriors? To. The weird thing to me that when I'm thinking about previewing this finals is that I tell myself, all right, LeBron James is fantastic. He's the best player in the series. But the Golden State Warriors are the most talented Offensive and defensive team, they're the best team that I've ever seen. LeBron said it himself, they're the best team in the league. They've been the best team in the league for three years. The only reason the Cavs won last year was the imperfect storm for the Warriors. Bogut out. Draymond Green suspended. Harrison Barnes couldn't hit water out of a boat. LeBron James on fire. Kyrie and Kevin Love healthy and playing well. Unless weird, crazy stuff happen again, I am hard-pressed to believe the Cavaliers have enough offensive and defensive firepower. Emphasis
0: on the defensive firepower to beat the Warriors. Well, right now, Vegas agrees with you. Um, right now, I'm looking Golden State's minus 240, and Cavaliers are plus 200 for the series. Game 1, the, uh, the Warriors are 6.5-point favorites at home. And this is very interesting to me. The MVP odds, Curry, Durant, two plus 210, LeBron, two plus 260. If you're a betting man, plus two sixty for LeBron, you're never gonna get that ever. Right. That could be a good bet. If you, if you were a Cavs gonna win, I would take you give like parlay, Cavs and because only no, like, Cavs win like Kyrie. You guys not unless he just goes off every game. Right. But like I think plus two sixty for LeBron James is one hell of a bet. But give me Kyrie's if you have it there as well because sixteen hundred. I go. I go down the list. Curry two ten, Durant two ten, LeBron two sixty, Draymond five fifty, Kyrie won 1600. Clay Thompson, 2,000. Kevin Love, 3,300. Wow. Well, I've
1: heard multiple people say, I believe, uh, may, off the top of my head, I'm thinking like three or four people, they think Kyrie Irving, dark horse MVP runner here. Mm-hmm. This man- Kyrie's has Ben Zobris last year. Like ben Zobris won the World Series MVP. He's proving to be an assassin. The one thing people have the fair gripe with LeBron is, in my opinion, is that he doesn't have- the assassin scorer in him, right? Because I think he's an assassin. He's a different type of assassin. He's an assassin who likes okay. to have his uh, acquaintances get the kills sometime, right? Yeah. So Kyrie has that Kobe, that Michael assassin scorer in him. So say he comes out, Curry just can't guard him. They start putting Clay Thompson on him, and it doesn't matter. And Kyrie's dropping 30. Now 35, he has a 45-point game.
0: And then the Cavs win? Well, I think we saw it in part one of this. Finals trilogy that Kyrie is probably the most important player to the Cavs because he got hurt in the first finals and the Warriors swooped them. They swooped them, but they kicked their ass yeah. in the first finals. wasn't that close? Not close. And the second series, the last year comes around. Kyrie's fully healthy. He a he game winner in game seven. So like it's too it's it's really a whole obvious spectrum. With Kyrie, his worth is definitely MVP value, but LeBron's gonna give it a whole game. Right. Just and he's gonna do everything, everything, and he's gonna
1: play intense defense. So I know
0: you're saying like he's probably the most important player to them to win. But LeBron is going to win MVP if they win. He would still be the most valuable.
1: Now, I have a question, and I don't think we have an answer, but we're going to give our thoughts on it. What do you think the best matchup is from the Warriors' perspective to guard LeBron? Because there's two really really possible options there Mm -hmm. in Draymond Green, possible defensive player of the year, and Kevin Durant, basically a seven-footer who can move like any three in the league Mm -hmm. who is having his best defensive year blocking shots left and right. Who is the best matchup to guard LeBron James?
0: I, I think you have to start with Draymond. One, you don't want Durant overworking himself for defensive end. You, you need him to score 25, 30 points each game to win. So for me, I would start with Draymond. Draymond might get in foul trouble, which is done a thing. So you might have to just you know, give him a different look every, every other series, something like that. But I would definitely start with Draymond because you want Kevin Durant fully, fully committed to the offense at that end. Because LeBron's going to guard him. But LeB- Durant kind of has LeBron's number when it comes to. His, One-on-one. Right. That's not the guard Durant. I was definitely sorry, Draymond. What do you think? I think I'm torn. I'm torn because
1: Kevin Love is the next guy, right? So if Kevin Durant is guarding LeBron, Draymond Green guards Kevin Love. If Draymond Green guards LeBron, Kevin Durant's on Kevin Love. So I'm trying to think about holistically what's the best option for Mm -hmm. them. And I kind of lean towards go for the number one guy first and put your best eye on him. So Draymond Green should be the one. To guard LeBron James. But on the other side of that, I think to myself, we've seen Warriors-Cavs before. We've seen Draymond versus LeBron. We've seen Curry versus Kyrie. What we haven't seen since 2012... LeBron versus Durant. LeBron vs. Durant. That is the most enticing one-on-one matchup because, you know, we talked about MVP odds. Let's talk about which players have the most personal pressure.
0: I think that's Kevin Durant by a long shot. No one could disagree with that, right? I mean... He built, he went to this team because to not have the pressure on him. He had the old pressure in Oklahoma City. Now he's, I don't know he's still Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers in the league, one of the best off the players we've seen while in our generation. But he's not like, he says it isn't his team. So, if he, I mean, if he if he scores 16 points a game or 14 points and missing big shots, yeah, the pressure's going to be on him. But as a whole, I think mean, he's just worried that the whole, the whole team has pressure on him to win. I don't really like, If if the Cavs lose, it'd be LeBron. I don't feel the same way as Warriors. Did you happen to hear what Kevin Durant said about uh,
1: the parody in the league? Did not. So he had a statement that was pretty strong, and you know it's kind of funny. He's kind of embracing the villain role lately. I've been noticing. He's been cursing a lot with the media, which you know doesn't bother me and doesn't bother a lot of people, especially in you know the eighteen to like forty year old people. Yeah. Uh, He's been doing that. He's been calling other teams out. So a reporter asked him, "Do you feel any sort of responsibility for?" This lack of parity in the NBA. So he said, what the what the fuck? Do you think I could control all the teams? I left one team. I made one team not a contender. Subtle blow at yeah. Russell Westbrook right there. Yeah. But whatever, I'm not going to read into that too much. He said, I made one team not a contender. You think it's my fault that the Orlando Magic can't do be
0: good? You, you really said that? He literally,
1: Magic? quote, not not direct quote, but he said Orlando Magic. You think it's my fault that they can't get any good players? You think it's my fault that the Nets traded all their picks to, picks to Boston? Wow. He He went hard. like He called people out. He's not wrong. And you know what? I said this about midway point through the 73-win season for the Warriors because my friend was saying to me, oh, man, how do you not love watching these guys play? How is it? How do you not love these guys? How do you not love Steph Curry? I was like, just wait. People are going to get tired of them. They're going to get real tired. And they got tired of them. And then Kevin Durant came and made it worse and worse. But if Kevin Durant continues to be this villain, this kind of like jerk character, I think he might get people to well, switch back to his side. I agree with him because people kind of love to go with the guy who's the rebel, well, and he's becoming a rebel. That right
0: same now. is real. The real statement. He, like, I agree with that. He didn't trade the picks for the Nets. He he's not building of Magic. He's not building the Hornets. Like, yes, he went to the best team already, who beat him three, who came back for three one in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, it's not a good look. End of the day, he's going to try to win, and. Just to be, just to have the opportunity to play with those guys, it's hard to. It's been done before. The, the, the president's already said LeBron went to the Heat, like, right? So no one, he didn't get the, the same feedback. I feel like when he went to the Warriors, you don't think he got negative feedback? Well, I, not the same as LeBron. I'm saying. Well, yeah, I guess saying, he, like, the big blow was already there. He didn't do the
1: spectacle of that whole show, yeah. which I think sat really poorly. Um, but he got a lot of negative. I think he got more consistently negative. There were less people backing him. I think than LeBron. But LeBron's was blown out of proportion. More, yeah. Bigger. I agree. Interesting stuff. Um, but now that you bring that up, and we're going to move on to baseball. Again, Sports Blog New York podcast. I'm Peter Kennedy here with Phil DeMayo. Before we move on to baseball, we talked about LeBron set the precedent. He moved. Now we're seeing Kevin Durant. He did it last year. In a weird way, I hope that more players do this. So players are getting empowered to kind of go play where they want to play, right? So what if... This is a huge if, and a huge. I have no reason to say this, but what if after the season, win or lose, Steph Curry goes? You know what? I had a great run in Golden State. I love it. I wanna. I wanna have my team. I wanna see if I could do this and go somewhere else. He goes back to his hometown. He goes to a random team. He likes a situation at something like that. And maybe it's not Steph. Maybe it's Clay in two years when he becomes a free agent. And so, Clay's yeah. the guy. Clay's probably the guy. He's probably the the
0: easy one to pick. Well, I think but, Steph. The the way the NBA set up now, the salary cap. You did leave a lot of money in the table. And he's well, Curry's like $240 million to stay there. Yeah. But like, I can see that guy, Clay, get down. You got Durant on the books for a lot of money and Curry. So, and Draymond Green. And Draymond Green. I, I don't know contract's up, but soon. Say two Draymond years. Green and Clay are on the same, same uh, schedule. Okay. So you can't give all these guys money on contracts. Right? right. Like this
1: team is not going to be together forever. And they might still be together next year. Next year, yeah. But there's a chance that every year one huge piece might leave. And I think... Everybody hates. All oh, players are just going to go play with their friends, or they're going to play wherever they want. But if it keeps happening, and Clay leaves the Warriors, a fantastic situation to go play with. Um, yeah, anybody. The, the, I anybody? I don't know. I don't want to pick the Celtics because Portland,
0: Portland. Sure. Portland, yeah.
1: Any any other team? If he goes to some other team, the Rockets with James Harden, he goes there, and all of a sudden there's another team, and then so on and so forth. It may reach the point of people are pissed about it. Mm-hmm. That it starts happening so frequently, people start saying, "Wow, this is actually kind of exciting." People are just leaving. Because they want to go to different places and play with different a, people.
0: A, come back to you. Yeah. Say this warrior team this season, next season, and one more season after that? The Two more after this season that should be together?
1: Um, No, because it's Steph. It's definitely Steph- next year. Steph and Durant are free agent this year, and then Clay and Dr- Draymond should be a free
0: agent the year after that. Okay, so they, this year and next year? Yeah. Is it good if they have five or six the same in finals in a row? Because I can't see Cavaliers, kind of, if LeBron stays healthy, which, you know, is 14 years straight, staying healthy is probably better than ever. The Warriors stay together. Say even Clay leaves, there's probably still the favorites to win the West. Yep. With like Curry, Durant, Green. They probably get a bunch and, of role and players. that system that yeah. they
1: play.
0: Is it good for, or bad if to have six, five finals in a row the same? You know that I defend the NBA probably to a fault on occasion. No, I do too. I do too. And
1: I have defended this finals coming up because I believe all the people who say we'll
0: look I to don't the hype, they, have
1: to look at the hype now. they do have to live to the hype. All the people who say I don't want to see it, I don't want to see it. In my opinion, you're just missing out on something that can be spectacular. I'm not saying it's gonna be, but if it is, I don't like. I'm not feeling bad for you for missing uh, it. If, but if, if this happens again and again, it's too far. If it's gone too far. It's gonna be frustrating for absolutely everybody.
0: But isn't all that we've been waiting for this for a year now? If it's as epic as it could be, it's worth sitting for six weeks of shitty playing basketball. It's 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 worth knowing the whole season. These two beat the finals. I think it's worth it we you got, like, one of the best seven basketball games we've ever seen in our lives. I think I would trade that in every time.
1: Yeah, and I think that's how a lot of people will end up feeling or how they'll look back on it. But in the moment, it's so easy to get frustrated and to talk smack about the NBA and how there's no good teams other than the two. Uh, I mean, it's tough. And my thing is always, like, you could either look at different eras, when it was Lakers-Celtics, when it was Jordan, and it was always that one dominant team. And the years in between... Maybe like those teams were just all kind of good. There was just no great teams. Yeah, the year when the Nets with Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, Jason Kidd were the best team in the East when they made a, two finals in a row, they ain't touching the ass of the team, no. the Warriors or the Cavs. No. So, realistically, the rest of the NBA is the same. There's just a couple standouts.
0: Now, say these two teams stick together, right? What moves do the other 28 teams make that could challenge them? Does Chris Walter, the Spurs, like that's not going to do. The dent, the dent in the Warriors, what they could do to the Warriors. That's the catch twenty-two. So there's, there's, nothing the other teams could do right now to improve, to beat these teams. As if like a, an injury happens, which no one wants to root for, it could be a reality, but likely it's not going to be a reality because these guys don't get hurt that often. Right. Durant does, but he can, he's back down. Unless like somebody rips a knee up, which you don't want to happen, these two teams would be here next year. Right. So for the other twenty-eight teams, there's no, there's no moves to make. So do you prepare for next year or do you prepare for four years? That's that's the I, real I, question. It's like the Knicks. It's like the Celtics. You go after it, you, like, you know, shoot or shoot, right? Right. Celtics, Celtics what fifty something games this year. Yeah. How do you say it, like, start rebuilding? You, you it, can't have it's that. Bu- it's a bizarre. It's, it's weird. Sit, spot to be. We like, like we said we said Porzingis for the Knicks. You could trade Porzingis, you can go back four years, but hopefully you know LeBron's his 18th season. Now it's on to win. It's right. It's crazy, but so it's a, reality.
1: It's a bizarre spot for all the other teams and. I'll leave with this, and if you want to close out with something after that, then we'll move on to baseball. Um, There's this feeling that they're guaranteed to stay together. But if you think about most of these dynasties in sports or these teams that come together and take the world by storm, they typically don't last forever. Mm -hmm. Even if a team is able to retool and go back with a new core or like a a new uh, slew of role players, if you will— these teams don't last forever. So I think right now it's easy to see the Warriors being together forever. And it's easy to see LeBron taking the Cavs to the finals forever. Because how can you possibly think of anything else? Mm-hmm. But realistically, maybe a year from now, or two years from now I think is more realistic. two years We're going to be like, the Warriors. Alright, they're really good. They're not what they were two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real possibility that people don't
0: actually see happening. I think it's more likely to happen to the Cavs. Because it's just strictly LeBron's age. Or just the wear and tear on his body, which again doesn't seem to affect him, but at some point, he's got to do something. But I think he's going to take the approach. He's going to start to take off in the regular season. I I, so I have no problem with these guys resting. Yeah, it's a, that's a joke topic it's, to me. Such a really, joke topic. Yeah. These guys, there's a bigger picture. Especially for LeBron, who's Jason Jordan. Look
1: at James Harden and Russell Westbrook at certain points of these playoffs when they were absolutely exhausted. Exactly. Exhausted.
0: Well, that's more individual pride than team pride, I feel like. Right. But you know, you're right. They you don't last forever. But so. that's why like I got say, we hope this final lives up expectations because this is this is like the peak right now. It has to be the
1: pinnacle, or yeah. else it's a disappointment. Yeah,
0: I agree. All right, well that's good well, stuff. Well, oh wait, should we, should what's, we, what's we your make pick? picks? What's your <laughs> pick? I don't have a pick right now. To be honest with you, I just want to see a good series. Uh, why? Well, I, I, think... I don't know. I I never really liked LeBron James. To be honest, with you. I'm never a LeBron fan. Now I'm like, damn, this guy is just, like incredible. I know he's new, now, but now I'm like i kind of move for now. Right. But I I, can't, I think the Warriors are going to win.
1: I agree. My gut... my No, I'll say this. My heart is rooting for a 7 or 6. My mind says Warriors and 5.
0: Well, it's like... Warriors and 5. When I mean, Isaiah Thomas were hurt, I know the Cavs still beat up on them. But they had a little trouble with the not the, the ball movement that's going on in the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I is, Isaiah Thomas not a ball stopper, but he got his shots in. He's so, ball stopper, Jace. The the Warriors, they play team basketball.
1: All day, every day. So I
0: think that's going to be a problem for the Cavs defense, which... They weren't great at all this year. I, that one stretch, like January, February, when they were playing bas- terrible basketball. One of the worst in the league. It was their defense. Yeah, that, that can be easily exploited by the Warriors. I think Warriors. My
1: pick, probably Warriors and five. Warriors. You, so you're with me, Warriors and five. Interesting stuff. Really, really interesting. Thursday night, NBA finals start off. Do, just... the,
0: do the Cavs stay together if they lose? You can to see the major moves
1: like Kevin Love or something? Oh man, I don't know. I didn't think about that yeah. yet. It's possible, man. It's really possible.
0: I mean, I feel like LeBron's very loyal to his guys. Like LeBron's the coach and GM of the team. All right, but so he, wait, let me. It's like, it's like back then when he said, "I need players on my team," he met for he met for Thursday night and these players because he knew he was going to get there. Right. And le- wait, also another
1: another fun little note that doesn't get a lot of talk. I think uh, we'll do this in another episode later this week. The Darren Williams, the Kyle Corvers. these people can end up playing like such a huge role that gets o- like gets overshadowed, obviously, yeah. by LeBron James and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. But the Darren Williams, the Kyle Corvers, the Iguodalas, these people are so important in these mm-hmm. series, and we'll see it once the games start. But beforehand, no one's talking about it. Yeah. But we'll do that later on in the week. Uh, and I just want to throw this out there. We get to see Ernie, Shaq, Chuck, and Kenny for
0: another couple of days. You did talk about it in their peak, then. They're, love they're
1: those. great. You got to love those guys, no? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're so the much fun. They're the watch. best in sports. So much
0: fun. I to watch. The NBC football broadcast is probably the best in sports, like Sunday night football. The pinnacle. Yeah, that's probably the best, but just straight out. And commentary crew, you can't you can't beat them. They're fantastic.
1: All right, well, let's move on to baseball. This is Sports Blog New York Podcast. I'm Peter Kennedy here with Phil DeMayo. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, especially those ratings and reviews because we love to hear feedback. We sit here. We like to give a good, entertaining show, bring you some different perspectives. Uh, we're, we're New York guys, but we try to be objective when we can. Obviously, we got our New York pride shining through left and right, uh, and you, I'm sure you can tell. ...with obviously what we talk about, but we like to be objective. We like to talk about national stories. Uh, so tell us what you think, and if you like to see anything different, let us know. If you anything you really like and you want to see more of it, let us know. iTunes, Apple Podcast app, Google Play. Go on there, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, and it will go a long way for us and hopefully to give back to you. Well, let's move on to baseball. So I want to preface this um, pitcher talk here with a little background about what Tom Seaver said to the reporter in regards to velocity. So the first thing that was really funny was Tom Seaver was asked, hey, so have you been keeping up with the Mets and the, all these pitcher pitching stuff that's going on? So he goes, oh, no, you know, honestly, I haven't really been watching this year. How are they doing?
0: He said, I do grapes now.
1: Yeah, he does grapes. He, he works in a vineyard. Well, He, does, he probably runs a vineyard. a vineyard. He owns a vineyard. He had no idea what the Mets season was like. He didn't know if they were winning, if they were losing, if the pitchers were hurt. He had no clue. Which I think is a genuine response, which is, is kind of in a way nice to hear because he's moved on from baseball. He's living his life. It's a little sad too. You kind of wish the all time great of your franchise was a little bit up on they're, the
0: team. I might say more about the Mets and Tatis.
1: Very true. But let's move to the real point here. So, the reporter who was hanging out with them, Bill Madden of Daily News, mentions how Noah Syndergaard did a ton of weight training, especially on his upper body, to gain a couple extra miles per hour. And you see Tom Seaver starting to get more and more intense and frustrated
0: and curious. Curious, that was the word. Yeah, curious. he was curious. He was just confused. Or why? What do you mean, velocity? Why is he, why is he putting pounds on his arm? And
1: the things that he was saying were so simple. He said, I worked out my lower body. I never did weightlifting. I used five pound weights all the time. You know, he still "Learn how to pitch. And he, well, yeah, but he even said about his regiment yeah. was lower body, lower body, lower body. That's where the power comes from. And we look at Noah Syndergaard, absolutely yoked, is on Game of Thrones, huge, st- not a huge star, but a star in sports, trying to get from 98 to 100. What's the point? What's I mean, the real point if you can't spot up?
0: And Seaver said, you know, the velocity won't be there when you get older. So you have to learn how to pitch. Now, as you, you know, you had the velocity now, and now you can learn how to pitch, at the perfect storm. But you if you say you should start to overpower guys, you know, short term, not going to help you because we see it was injury, what happened. And long term, when he's not throwing ninety-eight, he can't be able to paint the corners. Look, at got that Bartolo Cologne or Sabathia. Sabathia, they both get hit down here. Yeah, but they most part. They, they retooled themselves. Even Verlander retooled himself. Greg Max, the all-time classic. You know, he was never never flashy guy. He he pitched. He hit the corners. He was had to do two pitches ahead of you. Yeah. Now these pitchers are not like that anymore.
1: You know, as a Mets fan, and hopefully you Mets fans can feel the same way about this. When Pedro Martinez became a Met. He was not Pedro Martinez from Boston. No. Throwing 98, smoke, getting people I out. Take, like, I, think,
0: I think it's like one of the best baseball pitchers ever. That season, 98, 99. Yes, when that's he the, was absurd. I think absurd. He, he, he best, he's the best pitcher of our generation.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a made foul, like fair
0: Johnson, argument. I Pedro.
1: An argument for another day, but yeah. a great argument to have. But if you're, say... I'm a, a dog Yankee fan, too. Say you're a little younger than us, and your first memories of watching the Mets were when Pedro was on the Mets. You don't remember him as a a flamethrower. No. You remember that changeup that he had and that his two-seam had all this movement on it and he would paint these corners. He extended his career by years, three, four years, as a quality pitcher. And the wins didn't show it because the Mets weren't a great team, but his ERA was strong. Johan Santana, the same thing. And so Mets fans should really understand what it takes to be a quality starter, to be a good pitcher. Not Mets
0: fans, Mets in general. Well, more importantly, (laughs) that's a good point. The Mets the Mets
1: in general should understand. I think Bartolo should have set that precedent even further when he was here for the past couple of years. And you see these guys going down at a crazy, crazy rate. I think it's going to take a true, true pitching star, a sensation who sits at 89-90 to change some of the thoughts in baseball. And I think we might have that
0: guy. I, you said it before, but want to... Want to unleash your analysis, who you think it is? Yeah, so I was listening
1: to the fan on my way over to your house, actually, and the guy brought it up. Uh, So Buster Olney did a little stat search about how he will on ESPN, and he pulled the ERA leaders of right now. So in order to be an ERA leader, you need to have a certain amount of innings pitched per game for your team. Uh, And there's 90 guys in the MLB right now who are qualified for the ERA leaders. Amongst those 90 guys sits a man named Dallas Keuchel. The Yankee Killer. The Yankee Killer. The man with a sweet beard, Lefty from Houston, if you're not familiar. He's one of the leaders for the Cy Young race right now. Top pitcher in the league on top of his game has been good for years now. He was 86th on the list of 90 for average fastball velocity. So what does that say to you? Out of the 90 best pitchers in the league right now, in the bottom five of average fastball velocity –
0: Sits possibly the best pitcher. But I think, it's, you know, the other guys, the, high, the low ERAs, they, 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 they throw fast too. Yeah. So I think it's a maybe not on me. But you, I just, I just, you, your point is, he learned, okay, I'm not going to throw 95 every pitch, but I'm going to learn how to strike you guys out. And even, like, when he's pitching against when, when he gets Yankees, like, I don't notice his speed is off. I just don't see he's throwing junk, and that guy guys taking off, off speed, and it's, he's a great pitcher. He's a great pitcher. And for me, I, I don't realize that he's at throwing fast. I think he's throwing fast. It's, like, it's all illusion to me. Yeah. Can't imagine
1: being in the batter's box. It's absolutely an illusion. I heard, I forget who it was now on the radio, but a guy said something very simple that made very simple sense. He said, I've faced 95, I've faced 85, I've faced 100. I've also felt, faced a 90 that feels as fast as 100 because of what I was expecting yeah. and the way they set up the at-bat. So changing speeds, throwing pitches in the right counts... Keeping the hitters off their like off their toes, off balance, that can make a fastball that's ninety look like ninety eight because he just saw a couple change ups or curveballs that totally threw him off his at bat.
0: Well, in the short term, it's hard to argue like you Noah Syndergaard's approach to pitching because it was working.
1: Oh, fantastically!
0: But now, he made a mistake of putting the muscle on, which we talked about before. It threw over his muscle. You don't want he wasn't throwing as he's gaining muscle. That's why his old his muscle memory is all messed up. But. In the short term, yeah, even Verland- Verlander, you're striking people out, is great. As you get older, it's not going to be there. Just, it's, it's science, it's facts. It's, it's, it's a bad idea. It does not have it anymore. But he's, doing, he's learning how to pitch. Now, as Siever said, if you learn how to pitch when you're younger, it's a great transition. You know, if you've you had the fastball, great, use it, wonderful, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a gift you have. You have to learn to do everything else.
1: Absolutely. And I think if you look at a guy like Clayton Kershaw, who has been more or less not injured, I mean, he's had a fair share of injuries like everybody does as a pitcher. He's a guy who has been the great combo of pitcher with a sick arm. Yeah. But if he wasn't, you know, spotting up that 98 on the corner, on the black, he wouldn't be Clayton Kershaw. Uh-huh. He would be a very good pitcher. But he's phenomenal. He's great. He's the best in the league. He's the best, yeah. Because he throws that curve whenever he wants it. He throws his fastball wherever he wants it. And that is more valuable than 98 on the gun. He's not a
0: big guy either. He's all legs. Yeah. You you don't need to be uh, a pro wrestler out there or a Game of Thrones figure. You just need to have a strong body, have a strong legs, and a magical arm. Yeah. The rest is you know, all mechanics and how you pitch. You don't need to be looking like The Rock. Absolutely. And I think one of the the coolest
1: parts of what Tom Seaver said in that story, and check that out. We'll put the link in our uh, article on sportsblognewyork.com to the article so you can check it out. But he said something along the lines of, one day later in his career, he had a start. Uh, it was when he was White not Sox, on the Mets anymore. White He's Sox. on the White Sox. He had a start where his pitching coach came up to him and said, oh, Tom, you don't have your stuff tonight. He goes, I know that, but they don't know that. So sometimes you're going to have these types of nights. you got to learn how to work through it. I agree. And it's really interesting because, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you pitched, even at the high school level, you could have your bullpen before the game and feel horrible, come out and throw the best game of your life. You could have a great bullpen and come out and throw horrible. I played baseball up until, you know, my college time. I heard that from pitchers all the time. I feel like shit today. All of a sudden, you know, they're coming out six, seven innings later, giving up one run and five hits. Great day. So it's really interesting. It's bizarre. Pitching is an art. That's what it comes down to.
0: It's like your one pitch, it's really up to your next three pitches. That's why pitching is amazing. So... For Tom Seaver, he's one of the greats, especially in the Mets franchise, to come out and say what's going on over here. It's, it's alarming.
1: I'm going to leave this, leave with this, and then you can finish up whatever you want with this. I don't think Tom Seaver was calling out Noah Syndergaard. The, it, the reporter could have not even mentioned who the guy was, who did the upper body lifting. Clearly Tom Seaver's not paying attention. Yeah. So he doesn't know. He doesn't care. He's not calling out Noah He's calling out all these he's pitchers to, that have this in their mind.
0: He's calling the generation. Yeah, he wants to. Hey, back then we were pick, we were striking out guys, we were winning games. The main, the main thing he was saying is we I know how to win I know how to win a game, and you don't need to you don't need to throw hundred miles per hour to win a game. Right back then and now and now you don't. Absolutely, that's definitely what Tom C was getting at. Learn how to pitch. Very interesting stuff. That was a good talk. This
1: is Sports Blog New York podcast. Peter Kennedy Field the mail. How you doing? How you been? Let's talk about the Yankees a little bit. Okay, Aaron Judge leader in leader in the league in, in home runs. Gary Sanchez starting to come back around a little bit. Pitching staff, Delombatance is doing fine. Rotation, holding it together. When do you reach the point where it's time to bring in another starter?
0: I mean you have to, the trademarker has to form. I uh, so the Yankees are giving up not giving up Frazier, not giving up Torres who come up probably any day now. Yeah. If you know highly keep on sneaking they will put Torres at third. They'll put maybe I don't think you put D.D. at third because he a really good shortstop. They'll figure that out. I don't I'm not gonna to am worried about that. They're pitching like they maybe take on a bad contract, but who's out there? It's Quintana? Quintana they're more feature for Quintana. Sonny Gray, maybe? Who's who has injury problems? Like who are you demoni? You're demoni Monk. I mean, you I'm going do well very well today. Like so I, I can't see like Who's gonna be, lose their spot in the rotation? So they, they've all proved they they could pitch MLB. They all had like great stars this season. So none of them, like, stinking like, some mess guys. <laughs> like, yeah. They always they, they proved they could pitch. And you're, not that, you're not taking that Tanaka, you're not taking that Pineda. CC's probably that guy, but I just don't think that's gonna happen. Severino's proven he could pitch, and even Montgomery like he's good, bad, good Montgomery. Like he's good Montgomery. It's it's weird. You do a lot of pitches, like sixty pitches, with two innings today. So what I'm reading from
1: what you're saying here, I don't, I
0: don't know. The I can't see an improvement. I can't see who's losing a spot, who they're getting. On paper, I'll say started oh, Yankees need a starter. Like, okay, what's the move?
1: So what I'm reading from you is that you don't see the stars aligning.
0: Yeah, I just don't see where where to, where the move is, where it's coming from, and who's leaving. I, I tend
1: to agree. I mean, I didn't really do. It would be it.
0: nice if we got like you know. Um, who moved this year? Like, 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 like Lackey? Like someone like that? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen.
1: And I haven't done like a deep dive. Like a, like a, my, not, no, like you're the, good. Like a Cole Hamels. Yeah.
0: out there this year. They're
1: not there right now. They're not there. And if they are there, they're not there yet. Yeah. So I haven't done a deep dive into the possibilities, but just hearing you talk about it and doing my own personal thinking over here, I don't have a trade prospect either. No. So if you have one, if you have a realistic trade opportunity... Please tweet at us, and yeah. I'm being serious here. So tweet at SportPugUSA, and we'll we'll retweet to all of our followers uh, with the best ones. If anyone gives a good realistic option,
0: if they're not training Frazier, they're not training Torres. I don't think you're training Mateo for like for not a big guy. Um, I just nothing happening. I I, I don't like Johnny Cueto, but I might take I take it's a big guy price.
1: Yeah, it is really interesting. All right, so w- let's move off that because you know we're getting. We're getting around forty-five minutes here. What's and your I,
0: honest opinion, the of Yankees, so far? I feel like I ask you every time I see you. My
1: honest it? opinion of the Yankees is that they've reached a point where they should be, they should be fully immersed in contention for the playoffs.
0: This is their next. I look at schedule right now, but the next like seventeen games against um, the AL East.
1: Well, that's a that's a big test. Mm. And that's important. If they can take some from the Red Sox, if they can continue to you know fare on the better side against the Orioles, and then beat up on on the Blue Jays who have struggled. And on the Rays, who just aren't that good, mm-hmm. that is huge for them because you saw with the Mets in the Mets' first stretch of the game of, of the year, what was it? Their first thirty-something games against only the NL East, and they struggled. And where did that put them? Eight plus games behind the Nationals, behind the Braves. The Mets are behind the Braves, who are supposed to be a bad team. Yeah, you have to beat the guys who you play the most. We have about two weeks has, division.
0: Um, play the Orioles, and on Thursday we have four games here the Blue Jays. Then the three games with the Sox, three games with the Orioles. Then we're going to play Angels, who without Trout, the A's, the Angels again, Rangers, and White Sox. So the first three weeks of June, we're playing you know, just the teams. Not the Rays, playing the Orioles, blue, four games with the Jays, and the Red Sox. Because so,
1: think about this. In theory, right? The Yankees have to say the, the, the Yankees have to go to Colorado, and they're playing the Rockies.
0: That's um, my next question, you know. Like, the Rockies, the Brewers, are they legit? Rockies,
1: well, the Rockies are the
0: best road record in
1: baseball.
0: I'll, I'll use this as a
1: segue to that. So, in theory, the Yankees go to Colorado. Colorado's one of the hottest teams in the league so far this year. If the Yankees sweep Colorado, that's great. Fantastic. Great for the morale. You just knocked out one of the great teams in the league right now.
0: It's like when we went to regularly, and
1: Yeah, but what does that mean if you lose two out of three to the Orioles and the Red Sox two yeah. series in a row? It means nothing. Because mm-hmm. you specifically lost ground against your number one competitors. Yeah, You know? So it, it is interesting,
0: and that's why this stretch is super important. But like I say, um, you don't get double-down on wins. Are you getting the same one win, one loss? I know not even saying you don't, you hate to lose to your opponent, your, your, your rival, but if you're getting these series, they've been winning series. You get Two out of three, two out of three, they lose you know, one out of three, but they're very consistent. That's why you're over 500, technically over 500. So I think if the Yankees keep this up, we should be pretty good.
1: Like I said, there's no reason for them not to be in play, playoff contention, and that's just a fact.
0: we get going to chat back maybe this week, maybe next week. We really, don't rush. dylan has been great. There's really no Russell Chapman. I think he's, he's, been, he's been traveling the team, which is a great song. It's yeah, really good leadership sign. Hey, David Wright's over. been traveling the team for a long time. Well, I don't think he's been swinging a bat. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't <laughs> I think good. um, any Chapman is gonna start throwing this week just a light toss. But you know, we're hanging in there. I mean, we said before the season, I didn't expect this. So you take it day by day, series by series, win by win. This whole season's been gravy so far. It has. It's whole bit, it's all been gravy. I Man, be, we want to see them win. It would be it would be great like a division you know, championship. Yeah, but. We're way too far to think think about that. We're just happy to be in the race
1: right now. You're happy to be here, and that's a great thing. I'll, I'll give a quick thought on some of the other teams. You mentioned the Rockies. You mentioned uh, the Brewers. I'll throw the Diamondbacks in Diamondbacks, there. Diamondbacks, yeah. I don't know which teams are for real yet. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do. I think the Rockies I like the most out of those say three. But there are teams every year in the MLB that come out of the gates hot. Yeah, And then all of a sudden... The All-Star break comes around, and they're back at 500. Yeah, And then all of a sudden, you're a month away from the playoffs, and this team's not in the race. And at least one of those teams, Brewers, Diamondbacks, um, or the Rockies, will be them. My guess is that the Brewers are the least for real. And I have a friend, Chris Drayback, who's actually a reporter for the Somerset Patriots out in Jersey. Shout out to him. Uh, he's a big Brewers fan. Born and raised in New Jersey. Big Brewers fan, which is bizarre. He's high on them, but he's a Brewers fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna put all my eggs in that basket. I've seen them play the Mets. The Mets are faring well against them. They should have uh done better than they have, actually. But I don't see the Brewers being that team. I think twins, the Rockies are more twins likely. Too. Twins are
0: twenty six to twenty one. Um, the Rockies are eighteen to eight in the road. And that's been their knocking them fore all day. You can't win outside course field, but Winning the course, yeah. I mean, they can hit. They can mm-hmm. hit.
1: And Trevor Story recently came back know, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He looks, he looks and good. And
0: Diamondbacks are still with Polak, and He should be coming back relatively soon. So Their guys are going to be
1: fun. It'll be a yeah. fun summer. I agree. Uh, but let's, let's before we finish up, we're just under 50 minutes now. Let's talk about what is going to be talked about all over the place these next couple of days. We got Bryce Harper. We got Bryce Harper charging the mound on uh, pitcher Strickland, whatever. So Honestly, a, kind of a nobody. Mm-hmm. apparently, I didn't know this because it's not, probably not common knowledge, Bryce Harper has taken him deep in his career a couple times. So he throws 98 at the guy's back. Bryce Harper just yes. looks down, takes his helmet off, tries and fails to throw <laughs> the helmet at the pitcher
0: hey, and thing. attacks Big Brawl. Yeah.
1: What are your thoughts? What is your reaction? Just give me what you think.
0: I think it's, you know, I think it's fun to watch that kind of stuff. You know, we're going to it also especially a big star like that. Uh, Bryce had a problem with it. He let him know. I think it should be blown in proportion, but everything else these days. Um, he probably gets some some slack for the helmet toss, which is compared to fifty cents like first throw. <laughs> yes, but you know he got he got popped in the face too. But hey, he got no one ever doubt Bryce's passion. I mean, probably even, you don't want to see your guys doing that, but it's fun to watch. But I get suspended a game or two. But hey, he's probably the MVP right now, so it's, it's fun to watch. Like your MVP have so much passion. Even if he's a bad bit of individual beef. Bryce plays the game hard. He's you know he's producing at an amazing level. The Nationals are just kicking ass right now, so it's fun to watch.
1: I uh, I agree with the excitement. It was super exciting. It's fun to see something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. You don't see it all the time, no. especially now more than you know fifteen twenty years ago. When a bench bench is clear, you don't always see a lot of action. You see a lot of people like everybody chill, everybody stop yeah. get don't get suspended. You saw action today. You saw <laughs> Jeff Samarja... And uh, Michael Morse literally run full speed yeah. okay. and smash into each other, like, because they were trying to get out there so fast.
0: And eventually, I don't know if you noticed this,
1: Buster Posey didn't move. He did not move. It took him a while to react. Yeah, it's, uh... Which, you know, what might, that might say, that was a sign of disapproval of his pitcher right there. Buster Posey maybe was like, I was I, not behind I, that. I actually.
0: know, Bryce. Like, I play all-star games with him, like, we're... We're in the elite of the league.
1: I was Aren't not. Cool? Yeah, you're right. You be right. I, to me, I, I saw that, and my reaction was Buster Posey. So, so don't you got to
0: jog out at least?
1: He, Well, he did after a second. But he, he reacted slowly. Yeah. He was washing his hands right there. He was saying, I was not a part of that one.
0: Yeah, no, you right. That was
1: not me. But I want to call out some of our, our writers, and not call out. Shout out, I okay. should say. Um, so one of our guys, James O'Rourke, pulled up the question. Thoughts on Harper, Harper's helmet throw? The whole thing, was it cheap, st- st- uh, cheap or strategic? A couple of people answered, but we got one answer that I really liked. So shout out to Arthur Dowell, one of our writers. Great pieces on sports blog all the time. He wrote, I love it. The hitter gets hit with 98 mile per hour pitch and obviously can't throw a bat like Delman Young once did with an up in the minors. I would want something to throw at a guy besides my fist after them having the ability to hit me with a baseball. That is a great point. When you look at it like that, this ba- Bryce Harper is completely defenseless. He's in the batter's box trying to hit a baseball. The pitcher has the right, if you will. He has the power to throw a baseball 95-plus miles per hour at this guy's back or head or wherever he wants. Mm -hmm. What does Bryce have? He has to walk down the first base, take it like a man. Hey, maybe he should have. But if this guy can throw 98 at his back, Bryce should have a chance to react, and he did just that.
0: Well, the thing about the National League is the pitchers can't hide behind a DH. So the pitchers have to go in the batter's box themselves. I don't. Does Strickland get um, thrown out of the game? I, I'm sure. I'm sure. he Well, do. I think eventually, I even the next time he plays the Nationals or anytime he's career he plays the Nationals, you should be kind of something his way. So I think kind of thing. I don't know the piece in himself because hey, yeah, like Mach- Machado had that problem too. Right. Ever throwing on him. I think, I somebody said, hey, you know, it's the it's coward moves to do that because now you can't, you, you can't something bad box. So I think it's cool that now Strickland could be a target next. It'd be fun to watch because. Folks, the Giants are not good this year. It would be fun to see like a playoff series between them. But hey, I I agree. Um, the, the, the pitchers are protected.
1: The pitchers are protected, and that's where it gets not fair. But it always leads to that overarching debate of is this right? And I'm always on the side of pitchers get like get over yourself. Yeah. If this guy takes you yard, apparently, the story that I saw on you know Instagram video of the fight was that Harper hit a crazy home run off him in like 2014. There is no reason something from years ago should make you throw a baseball ninety-five plus at another man from years ago. Get over yourself. Stop being so sensitive. Prove it by getting him out. Yeah. What are you proving by taking the coward way out and throwing a baseball at a defenseless man?
0: You're watch- not proving anything. I was watching the game. I watched the first at bat and um, Hopper ran out to first base. Then I started it off. I was watching House of Cards. Yeah, but then I saw on I saw on Twitter that happened. Like, whoa! I just yeah, you're right, though. You're 100% right.
1: By the way, I'm seeing a video now uh, on MLB Memes, their Instagram, uh, of the bench clearing very quickly and Madison Baumgardner not moving, in fact, taking a step down the dugout, not coming out. <laughs> well, I respect that, though. He, he, I he, he physically
0: people, can't do that. <laughs>
1: that's true. But I respect people who are just like, I don't care about this. I don't want brawls. I don't need people to physically fight. Prove yourself on the field. Don't take the coward's way out. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah, you have, to move, you have to go out and support your guys a little bit. Oh, yeah, but that's he, true. he gets a pass. He's banged up. Well, he's banged up <laughs> he, well, he's been there for the wrong reasons, but yeah.
1: <laughs> he was dirt biking. He was dirt biking. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's interesting stuff. I think it's always a good good thing to talk about because this is going to go on for years. Whether the new generation of athletes in the MLB are against the quote-unquote unwritten rules and they're trying to change them, they're not changing overnight. No. So unless the MLB makes a drastic, drastic change of their policy, we're going to see these. We're going to see people get thrown at.
0: And like you said, it's, it's not, exciting. Is that the worst thing? It could be unless exciting. Unless you guys are going back with bats in your, fit, in your hands. Right. Because, hey, if you if you have a chance to you know, dodge it, or it can be thrown so you don't get hit. If you got Bryce Harper swinging you with a bat to the face, nothing you can do about that. Yeah. That would be next level stuff. Yeah. I don't think anyone no, can ever get over that. Yeah, yeah, never. But but, it's fun. I think it's fun. You know, I hope it doesn't get blown of proportion. He might see suspension. It yeah. will. But it's baseball. Yeah. It's fun. Hopefully you know he's a Yankee in a couple of years. It doesn't happen. Get
1: out of here. You, <laughs> you Yankee fans, you know, you got everybody on your team. You're know, Trout's coming over. Machado's no, no, coming no, no, over. No, no. Harper's going to be on the team. You
0: know you know, Harper's a possibility. Oh,
1: yeah, of course. And you know Machado's a possibility, too. People have been talking about it since, like, they came in the league, though, and it just bothers me as a Mets fan. I, we, we ain't getting no Machados on our team. No.
0: You, you guys, get, saw, you guys guess that's what's
1: coming back. Yeah, we had a trade for him. <laughs> and then he stayed because he liked it. Thank God. Uh, well, maybe no other offers, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows, really, yeah. right? That's was good stuff. You enjoyed
0: today's episode? Yeah, back to reality.
1: Yeah. Back to reality tomorrow. We got so, work yeah. right now. We're at work. As you guys listen to this, we're also at work. So hopefully <laughs> we can help you get through your commute or through work. Uh, and tell your friends about the Sports Blog New York podcast. Happy, have
0: a happy summer. Welcome to summer.
1: Welcome to summer. Hopefully you enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you used Uber or Lyft. We don't discriminate no. against either app. Or, but...
0: or your old yellow taxi. Yeah, good car old fa- good yeah. old fashioned car service. But, um, I was going to a bar the other day, and um, I have a house. And the guy, some guy called Uncle Ron's Taxi, he was giving out magnets to people put in their fridge. Mm. So I go to him, how much to go to Point Pleasant. He goes eight dollars a person. And the Uber was like twenty total to a point It's like the price scale is like ridiculous. Yeah, hey, but I you feel know, bad for those guys. You get... just call that Uncle Ron. And I don't think that was nice. Hopefully, Uncle Ron, uh, he'll give you a better deal than he gives me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope so too. You know, hopefully, you guys drive safe. Hopefully, you continue to do that all summer. No one wants to see people get hurt. No one wants to see people ruin their lives, like a DUI, like Tiger Woods. Stupid!
0: Don't be irresponsible. It's not I wanna, worth it.
1: I want to leave with this. Remember when we were kids? You would hear this phrase and you'd be like, "Cool phrase." Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. Yeah. Now, if people say that, it's like, you're a horrible person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, he brought it by himself.
1: It's true, and it's sad. But we have the NBA Finals this week. We have baseball going on, as always. We have the NBA draft around the corner. But that takes a backseat during football, the Finals. And then, football
0: thinking. We talked about Odell Beckham. You talked about the last podcast.
1: We did on the last pod. Yeah.
0: And uh, shout-out to that
1: last podcast. We had some good stuff. Talked about Odell. Talked about Cap. Uh, we posted it on Friday last week. Kind of a tough time to get some listeners. So if you just listen to this one, hey, go check out that next one. Um, because it was it was a good one. So a lot of good stuff. And I made a personal message to Christoph Porzingis. That was it was a nice one. So don't don't get scared if you're a Knicks fan. But hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, review. I'm Peter Kennedy. I'm Phil DeMaio. Keep listening. Keep coming back for more. Have a great week.